0: Welcome back to another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. We pop...
1: This one's actually a popper. Papa champagne it's
0: champagne today we'll okay. get into that in a sec and and this week i'm very excited because we have a guest on we are so talking fun. master your mind how to overcome limiting beliefs around work with mindset coach topsy vandenbosch I am so excited to talk to Me her because I mean, I feel like so many people have limiting beliefs around work and everybody, does, everybody, you does, know, every single person. But how do we actually tackle them? Well, she's a mindset coach. So
1: we are going to find out.
0: But at the end of the episode, you guys stay tuned because we're playing 200 questions. No, we're not answering 200 questions. We're picking a question one through 200 and sometimes they're spicy. Sometimes they're
1: a little spicy. Other times they are real boring,
0: but we're going to find out at the end. I just said spicy because did I tell you about the Pilates class I went to? No. Can I just tell you really, really Yes. Loud? No, I would love to now. So I used to go to this place in Atlanta solid core that is like, oh my God, it's like the most intense Pilates that <laughs> so you've ever been to, but it came out out here. So I was like, oh my God, I gotta go. The girl, the girl teaching the class I literally thought it was an SNL. It was an SNL skit. She was like, hey, bitches, let's go. You no. better work, you stupid bitch. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, that no. move, it's really spicy, huh? Yeah, get those inner <laughs> thighs, get them nice and spicy. And I was just like, uh, please stop calling me a bitch. bitch. She's like, come on, you bitches, you dirty slaps. And I was like, uh, okay.
1: I was going to say, oh, I should go there. And now I'm like, <laughs> I I would say maybe don't go to Zoe's (laughs) class. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hope it's okay because I have a Pilates class uh, next week that my normal girl, Lauren, shout out to Lauren, she has a sub named Zoe and
0: I've never seen this person. I would tell you right now you'll know immediately if it's oh this my girl. God. Well, I, I thought up, she was well, doing update. a bit. I thought she was doing a bit. I was like oh and then she's gonna like become normal and she never did. You fucking batch. You fucking bitches. You better work bitch. I was like <laughs> oh my Pilates God. V bitch. <laughs> but anyways she used spicy a lot in the class. <laughs> that is so of. Anyways let's get into the wine or the champagne that we're the drinking. The champagne.
1: Okay so this is a Bollinger Special cuvee champagne brut is what it says. Is there a year? Do they do years for this? Oh, it, I just took a sip. It's a it's a product of France, so I, I guess it might be a typical actual champagne. I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, it's a champagne. It has to. Has to say it's sparkling wine. That's true. Interesting. I would. Dang l- it! I did, should've, I, should've, oh, I did it.
1: Brought back the interesting. I would just really love if there was orange juice in that.
0: Right, of course. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay, so wait, let's get into <laughs> limiting beliefs and why we're having Topsy on today. So we're mm-hmm. both business owners yeah, and and really just women in the workforce in general. Mm-hmm. And we've both had to confront our own limiting beliefs surrounding our own self-worth, you know, confidence in our own careers. We've also both dealt with imposter syndrome, <sighs> especially when it comes to getting outside of our comfort zones work-wise. Yeah. And I think as a mindset and emotional intelligence coach, Topsy, really is like the perfect person to give us some tips and tricks on how to overcome our own limiting beliefs and get out of those thought spirals. You got to get out of the thought spiral to project yourself –
1: To the place you want to go. Yeah. But it's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. So I just want to intro her a little bit. She is a licensed master social worker and a mindset and emotional intelligence coach. She helps business owners identify, learn, and master the use of mindset and emotional intelligence skills in the leadership decisions made inside of their businesses, as well as assisting in transforming the mindsets of hundreds of business owners and career-focused women over the past 10 years, prior to entrepreneurship, she practiced clinical mental health therapy, retired from her private practice to pursue being a coach and consultant full time. She helps clients through one-on-one private coaching, group coaching programs, workshops, and she does guest speaking. And she's also got a podcast called Crush the Mindset Spiral for people wanting to move past their limiting negative beliefs. Ooh, let's
0: bring on Topsy. let Topsy.
2: Hello, hello, how are you? I'm doing good. Okay, so full disclosure, Uh I am in the middle of like launching one of my programs again um, to my audience and I just needed to fucking rest y'all. So I, (laughs) I just woke up (laughs) like 45 (laughs) minutes ago. And I'm in PST so I've been living to death.
0: <laughs> I love that for you. I feel I like we we don't often give ourselves the grace of like, hey, yes, it's a weekday, but I still need to rest like I'm and tired. I need to sleep in and like I need to take care of myself so I can show up as the best version of myself. Yes. With energy. No, yeah.
2: With energy because nobody wants a dull topsy, right? You can't relate. And it's interesting because, because we're on PST, a lot of my audience and my clients are on EST. So I'm always feeling like I got to keep up. And that's not fucking true. I can't keep up. I'm already three hours. I'm three hours fucking behind, you know? So it's fine. So, well, I just want to get into this because
1: you're an emotional intelligence coach, Can you explain how you became
2: that? What that is? Oh, yeah. Tell us the tea on that. I will. So I went to college originally. Thought I was going to do business. Decided I don't know how to do math, and I kept falling asleep in fucking math class. Do do y'all relate? Like the shit is so boring. Oh my god. We are we are
0: creatives by nature. We know not. We can't. We don't do numbers. We're the other brain. You know, it's like left, right, whatever brain that is. Topsy, I cannot add.
2: (laughs) See, see, you see what I'm saying? This shit is demonic. I can't do fucking multiplication. I mean, if it gets the number gets too big, I'm like, "Whoa, this is a job for the calculator." <laughs> Agree. Honestly. This shit is a mess. So anyways, my parents sat me down and they were like, honey, like math is not your thing. You're not going to be majoring in business because we're not, we're not even getting past algebra one. And so they <laughs> were like, you love to help people. You love people. What about social work? So my mom is a social worker at the VA and my dad um, studied sociology and he is vice provost at a um, liberal arts school. So like, human caring about humanity is just like, and the way we think and the way we feel and how it affects the way we behave. That's always been something that I've just been always aware of growing up in my household. And so I said, okay, but I ain't trying to be broke. So like social worker, yeah, no.
0: <laughs> no, I love you. said, but I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah,
2: Right. And so at the time I remember being like, okay, my mom makes a really good living. I love to help people. Let me go ahead and try out the social work thing. So I ended up getting my bachelor's in social work and I got my master's degree in clinical social work because I wanted to do one-to-one therapy and group therapy, all of the things, case management. I wanted to be in there in the trenches. Mental health is something that's like so close to me and close to my heart. And so anyway, I decided to do that. And I, you know, when y'all find your thing, you found your thing and I found, my thing. And it's, it was, it's been such a beautiful journey ever since. So I got done with my master's degree and I was like, I'm out here. I'm about to change the world. Like you can't, fucking touch me. <laughs> I worked in, I worked in Flint, Michigan. I worked with wow. um, individuals struggling with severe to persistent um, mental illnesses and they were duly diagnosed with like some type of substance abuse dependency. and so I was like on the fucking ground like making sure their medications were being taken on time, making sure that they could go to hospitals, psychiatric hospitals, if they were in psychosis, all of that shit paying getting paid fourteen dollars an hour, the ghetto. <laughs> and so <laughs> The ghetto. And so then after that, I worked with so many different populations under the sun because I remember a professor from when I was in college that told me not to buy into the belief that I could never, you know, change the population I was working with because a lot of people like to stick stick to one job forever and for mm-hmm. me it was just like hell no I've always kind of I guess been a creative mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what that was I thought that I was rebellious I thought that I just didn't like authority I thought that I just got bored too quick but what it really was was that I was I you experience burnout if you don't take care of yourself and if you don't continue to shift and find what you really enjoy and so I just really appreciated my professors and my undergrad just really giving me that permission slip to be fully me. So I never stayed in any job longer than what I needed to. And only I knew what that looked like. And I knew when it was time to move on. And so fast forward to, I mean, I've been, I practiced therapy from 2011 until um, 2020, but a shift happened in 20, I believe 2015. I worked at an adult men's prison. So I've worked wow. with every population now. I've worked with everybody, individuals in the juvenile justice system. I loved that work. I worked in emergency room, social work. Wow. I mean, I just, I just love people and I love helping people. And so anyways, fast forward to when I worked at the prison, that was a very difficult time because I did not realize just how bureaucratic and also patriarchal the system is because mm-hmm. I lost all sense of who I was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't dress the way I wanted to I remember being told not to wear makeup <clears throat> because they didn't want the prisoners to like look at you know the therapists or staff that way yeah. and I just remember feeling like what's like what the fuck is going on like and so <laughs> yeah. I gained a lot of weight because I wore things that were not flattering to my body like it really fucked with it fucks with your head when you work yeah. in environments that you can't be your full creative self, right? Mm -hmm. And like, Natalie, you're glammed up. Both of y'all are glammed up. I would get glammed (laughs) up all the time before I started working at the prison. So imagine not doing it at all for the whole time I was there. So anyways, I left there, joined a group therapy practice, because I wanted to learn like what it's like to just be out on my own and not have to report to anybody and be able to really help the people that I wanted to help, which was entrepreneurs and career focused women struggling with depression and anxiety. So I joined a group practice. They showed me the ropes. I was there for a couple of years, got my own office by myself. And then after that, I grew and scaled my therapy practice. It was a brick and mortar and it was beautiful. I had never felt so much freedom than when I became an entrepreneur. Do you you guys relate to that at all? Yeah. Like I felt like when I became a business owner, it was, I could go back to a nine to five because ain't nothing wrong with it. And I learned so much, but the freedom you have to be able to dictate your schedule, even if you're working a lot. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And so I loved what I did um, when I had my own practice, because I might reopen it again here in California. But what happened was, again, burnout, because Mm -hmm. I was seeing, I had to see so many people, right? I accepted insurance. So it was, it was amazing that I could dictate my hours, but now it was getting back to some of the same things that I left corporate for. Right, yeah. Yeah. like feeling like you need to work hard to determine your worth, like and really make that money. And I just didn't like that feeling. So, anyways, I remember thinking, like, I know I am meant for more. I know I can use my skill set somewhere. I know that I am meant to work with incredible people, like household names. Like, I just, do y'all, did y'all ever have that moment where you just felt like? I know I am meant to do big fucking things and it scares me. Yes. yes.
0: All the, yes. I mean, and I. It's scary. It's, yeah, it's still scary to me sometimes when you feel that calling for something bigger and you're like, ooh, can I actually meet that version of myself? I'm like, know? now I have to show up. Yeah. And it's like, oh God. Exactly. And it, it seems like you have such a great sense of self-worth though. And also you're very connected to who you are and what you're meant to do and you've said it throughout as explaining your journey like I'm meant to help people I'm meant to help people I love and you just have continued to reshape what that looks like in a way that also feels good to you right and feels true to you and I think as we get older maybe we get scared that like our preferences change and our dreams change and it's not big time Yeah, you know what I mean? And it seems like you've had the confidence to move and to trust that gut instinct you've had about, okay, this isn't serving me anymore. I can move on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And
2: it wasn't easy because, you know, I think just like, you know, family, friends, are you sure you want to leave that job? Like, are you sure you want to do this? And every time it was, Yes. And if I regret it, God willing, I can come back and, and work like it's not, there's nothing I'm losing and I can't yeah. lose if I'm betting on myself. So if there's anything that yes. your listeners want to hear, you can never, ever lose when you bet on you. It doesn't fucking matter who is in your corner, who isn't. If you know your vision, you're the, you're the blueprint and you get to make that happen. You
0: know? You talk a lot about uh mindset strategy, right? Yeah. And like so when it comes to like work and business, how do we identify those limiting beliefs that we have? And then how do we develop a strategy to overcome them so yeah. that we can show up as the best versions of ourselves or we can chase that dream that feels very far away?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good question. So, Corinne, what I would say is I like to be mindful when I'm working with my clients as to discovering is it truly a limiting belief or is it your lived experience? And now you get to kind of determine how you want to proceed because A limiting belief is only limiting if you believe that it is. Every one of us has a upbringing, a culture we've been a part of, experiences that we've had that shape the way that we behave and the way that we see the world. So just because your beliefs about, for instance, money doesn't look like someone else's beliefs about money doesn't mean that you have a limiting belief or they have. That's just their experience. And they get to determine for themselves whether it's affecting them accomplishing their goals. So Mm. that's what I look at when it comes to our beliefs. They're limiting if they're preventing you from being able to move forward in the direction that you desire. So for instance, a limiting belief for a person Could be some people truly believe that they don't desire to make a lot of money, right? There are so many people I talk to that they're happy. They're happy making 35, 40,000 a year. And I think that that's fucking amazing. And I do think that's a lot of money. Do I think that it's a livable wage, depending on where you're living in the United States? No, because here in Cali, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck that's doing. It's expensive here. It's so expensive,
0: yeah.
2: You already know. They, I mean, they want your left titty. They want the your firstborn for rent. I mean, it's the whole thing. And so for instance, somebody that doesn't believe that they need money and they don't need a lot, right? They're happy and content with what they have. That doesn't make that a limiting belief. Mm. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Because it's not preventing them from doing anything that they want to do.
0: Right. It's only if they have that desire, oh, I but but I, I want to go, but I can't because I There we of, go.
1: Are there common one? Are there a lot of like common
2: limiting beliefs that kind of everybody shares? I I mean, I think so. I think in general. So, if we want to talk about just in generalities, I think in general, a lot of us have our belief systems about the news. For instance, right? Some people think that the news is all propaganda and it's all like conspiracy, and that the government and 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 it could there be some pieces of truth there? Sure, I'm open to it. But some people truly do believe that the news is the cause of all the problems, right? Mm-hmm. That we have in our society and others don't. Others see it as we're citizens of the world. We get to know what's going on, right? And it's not my job to investigate And dissect everything they tell us. And so I think that a lot of us have our beliefs about things, but it's really only a limiting belief if you are allowing for it to crush you in your tracks to accomplishing your goals. So some of the most common ones I notice business owners have specifically is I'm afraid to charge that much. No one's going to buy. What does it look like if I put myself (laughs) out there? I don't want to follow up with this particular person that wants to hire me because I don't want to seem needy. Mm. You know, uh, what's another thing? I'll never make over this amount because I've never seen it, you know, oh, in my family. God. What do I know about building a legacy? Like, what do I know about this? Um, I haven't been in business long enough to do act. You see what Jesus I'm saying? Christ, yeah. You're calling me out. <laughs> Natalie's going. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've been attacked. I'm telling <laughs> you. So those are some of the ones that entrepreneurs have. And if you're not an entrepreneur and you're in your career, maybe it's the belief that you can't use your degree for anything but what you graduated and you were told you could do. That mm-hmm. was my own limiting belief. I truly thought that I couldn't use my skill set because, at the undertone of therapy, is an element of coaching people, right? That's like yeah. another skill that I naturally was trained in. So, in saying that, the way the school systems have been built, the institutions, they're so old school and they still go off of the old template, which mm-hmm. is you get this degree and you work in these types of jobs and this is your salary cap and blah, 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 right? Because they weren't. At the time, there was there wasn't really this belief that entrepreneurship was sustainable. And so yeah, hmm. the workforce, right, thought that it was better that we work in jobs that have predictable income and all of that. But now things are changing and you get to expand your skill set outside of what you got your degree in, outside of what you like, there's so many different ways that you can use any of the skills that you're trained in to be able to do what you want to do. But a limiting belief you could have if you are in the nine to five corporate world is I am stuck. I can't do anything different, you know?
0: Or I have to go back to school for a very long time. Yes. 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 So why even bother? Why even bother? Like what, like who the fuck wants
2: more loans, right? Like nobody wants (sighs) more loans. So yes, I believe that we all have them, but we get to determine whether they're actually impacting what it is we want to do.
0: Yeah. And like, what is the formula to developing that strategy to like, okay, so I have this limiting belief. What do I do to overcome it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So when you notice that you have a limiting belief, one of the biggest things I share with my clients is to um, make sure you interrupt the thought pattern. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of the
2: time we are thinking on autopilot, right? You ever notice that you have these subconscious thoughts in the back of your mind, running all the time, whether we realize it or not, unless you're in full meditation, we're not robots. So we're constantly thinking about something, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would say, number one, interrupt the thought pattern. Don't allow for it to become something that just comes and you don't question it. Question your thoughts. Where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. Another thing I like to say is, is this thought mine or does it belong to somebody else? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. I love the idea of not believing every thought you have, yes. right? Like yes. you can't. But just because it's a thought, does not mean it's valid or it's real or it has any weight. Yes. Like you can just have the thought, and it can be a thought. Yes, that doesn't make it true. Look
2: at you, okay, okay, Corinne, the coach. I love this. <laughs>
0: She's over here. She's over here being I, I, the coach. I only say that because I've had to tell myself that so many times. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's so hard true. to
2: unlearn
1: it's hard to unlearn.
2: It's hard to unlearn. And honestly, I think that one of the things that makes it easier is when you're surrounded by growth minded people who are right there with you. Because I don't think I've lost more friends than in entrepreneurship, because it completely shifted the way I looked at the world. And I honestly was kind of silly for thinking that it wouldn't affect anything. But I, Mm. I wasn't considering how other people could perceive me and the person I was becoming. So going back to Corinne's question, interrupt the thought pattern, I would say interrogate it. So what makes this belief true? What is the the evidence for this? Is this this a feeling or is this a fact? Because your feelings are not automatically the facts. You are not your thoughts. You are a human being having thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to interrogate the thoughts that drop in. And is this actually rooted in anything that's true? I'm launching a program currently for business owners who use coaching skills in the way they help their clients. So these could be marketing strategists, online coaches, whatever modality you're in, if you use coaching in an element of how the way that you help your clients, you could benefit from learning these evidence-based coaching skills, the difference between coaching and therapy, et cetera, et cetera. One of the things I sent out to my email list yesterday was about whether imposter syndrome was inviting you mm. to a larger conversation, because sometimes imposter syndrome, right? Sometimes it is rooted in our fears. It's our worst fear, right? For somebody to say, "Natalie, you don't know shit about you know jewelry or whatever," yes. right? No, truly, that was like my biggest fear when I first started. I'm like, "Some, I'm gonna be found out." Even though I <laughs> yes. have, a, I have a degree. In she it. has
1: a degree, in and it. I'm still like, 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 I'm like,
2: people are gonna be like,
1: "This bitch doesn't know what she's talking about."
2: right? Because they're like, I've been doing it for X years. Who does she think she is? Right? And Mm -hmm. so, I I was sharing in that email that this is why it's important for us to look at our thoughts. Like, Are they rooted in anything that's true? For me, a few years ago, I noticed I was using the term emotional intelligence a lot, but when people wanted to ask me more, I was kind of like, I don't fucking know that much about emotional intelligence. And I realized I needed to go get the education. So I got my certification in it. And now it's helped me make more money now than ever before because I was in integrity and I listened to that little voice, that imposter syndrome dropped in. I dissected what the truth was and what wasn't true. And I looked at, was there anywhere that I'm in in, in when I, where I'm not in integrity? Because mm. I do think when we interrogate our thoughts, it doesn't always have to have this like butterfly. Now I feel better. It could be, wow, this is inviting me to a larger conversation. This is inviting yeah. me to a place of growth. And that's harder for people. But I still yeah. believe that the root of doing that comes from being able to not take your thoughts as automatic truths.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then do you take that information, like once you've gathered it in yeah. your mind, do you
2: take that into a therapy session? Do you journal it out? Ooh, kind of. I think you could do it all types of ways. One of the ways I think is huge is to eliminate the shame you're probably feeling. Because a lot of the time when you are struggling with, Limiting beliefs that are truly preventing you from being able to take action. We struggle alone. Do y'all relate to that? Like you almost yeah. feel like I don't want to bother this friend. This friend is so busy; they don't have time to hear my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or,
0: I mean, admitting that you're having that belief, maybe you feel like, oh, I'm admitting that I I'm not capable. Yeah, which is not the feels same feels thing. Weak.
2: It's not the same thing, and it doesn't mean weakness. So, I would say one of the first ways to really work through that shame is speaking about it to a friend. Hey. I'm struggling with this belief and I know it's bullshit, but I think I need an objective perspective on another way I could look at this situation.
0: I, I think it was Breanne Brown. Brene Brown. Bre- Brene oh, Brown. Brene, Brown. yes. Brene, she said something on, a I heard her say it was like, shame's enemy is like communication or connection because it wants you to like go inside. It wants you, it wants yeah. to stay here. It can't live when you let it out. You yeah. know what I mean? It can't.
2: It feels so freeing. So I would say talking to a friend and letting them know ahead of time, this is the work that I'm doing. Because sometimes friends can be completely unhelpful if they don't <laughs> fucking know the context. You know yeah. what I mean? They might try to say, oh girl, you're good. Don't worry about that. Right. And they're like, anyways, want to go to dinner? And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm like kind of struggling, but okay. <laughs> I'm really struggling, right? It's like the nervous laughter and the sweating when you say that. But <laughs> But I would say talking to a friend. I would also say, I tell people to do a simple T-chart. On one side, what is the feeling? On the other side, what is the fact? My Uh. feeling is I don't know enough to start, right? That's oftentimes, no matter where you are, if you are a 20-something person that wants to become a business owner, one of the first things you're going to think is, I don't know enough to do X. What Mm. is the actual fact? I just need to take a day or two and do a, a little bit of research and then take messy action. Okay. Oh,
0: all right. My. You just called me out because oh I, shit. <laughs> because, okay. So I'm gonna invest for the first time in a in a company. I'm gonna be an angel investor, what? and they sent me the contract, and I emailed them and said, "I'm so sorry, I can't do this because I don't understand anything. I don't understand the the lingo. I don't understand this, and I'm just not the right person." And they came back to me. They said, "Yes, you are the right person, and you know, sit with your lawyer and do the work and learn it, so that you can be a part of this opportunity." And I was like. <laughs> You're like, God, okay. it. but it. was it was that limiting belief where I was like, I don't know enough to be an angel investor. Right. I can't invest. I don't have a business degree. I don't know what this contract means. And I was like, well, why don't you just sit and learn it, Corinne, then walk away? <laughs> well,
2: because it's really uncomfortable to admit that there are a lot of things we don't know, right? And so yeah. a lot of the time what we do is we're like, well, I don't want to get in no hot water, so I'm just going to avoid that because what if I get screwed, right? And we don't even allow the people when we do that, people around us to support us when we make those in the moment decisions so thank god right they emailed you back and they said you are the person and you have a lawyer that can dissect that lingo you got mm-hmm. this
0: yeah, yeah yeah no and so I'm, go- I'm gonna do it but it was just like and also it's like i would have never had the opportunity to learn about it had i not actually went for it right turning yeah. my back on it's not gonna give me more information I'm never right. going to learn about it. Right. Yeah. And it's,
2: and I think also I would say another way to deal with it is just learning to dance with the discomfort because when you are able to just be acknowledge that you feel uncomfortable and acknowledge that your feelings are valid, that's very healing because yeah. immediately shame can't really enter the conversation because you're acknowledging that this is something that you've never done before you're actually very nervous about it and you're allowed to be nervous and yeah. not make it mean something about yeah. you
0: you know what i feel like though as women like the opposite of like imposter syndrome obviously is confidence and, and yeah. feeling reassured uh assured in your decisions but i feel like as women sometimes self-confidence yes is outwardly looked at as being a narcissist or vain. Oh, she's so into herself. Yeah. Egg time. And Mm -hmm. how do we kind of overcome those societal views of what a confident, powerful woman looks like? Yeah, because it's hard to step into that role when you think, if people see me this way,
1: I'm going to be shamed for being, quote unquote, vain, narcissistic, into
2: herself, da-da-da. You know, I think that... So I probably am going to say something just a little controversial. I would say that in order to be, so I'm going to speak specifically to your listeners that are business owners right now in this moment, I would say that to be an entrepreneur that is operating online, you have to have a healthy sense of narcissism. And what I mean by that is that I think that we demonize the opposite spectrum of it when honestly it's life or death for your business sometimes to not on social media, to not be proud. Of who you've worked with to not brag about what you're able to do because here's the thing confidence inspires action when people feel confident in the fact that you know what you bring to the table you know the value that comes from working with you you know the transformation that your work has people trust you more to buy you notice that nobody trusts somebody so it's actually an oxymoron when people try and call you in because here's the thing we can't worry about shit someone hasn't said to us. That's one of the first things, first rules for me personally, as a very confident woman, I can't sit around and wonder what somebody is going to think about my confidence yeah. and whether or not I'm being cocky because it's none of my business. If they haven't said anything to me, I'm not going to sit around and create scenarios, right? Cause that's also what we can do, create stories around what other people are thinking and we can almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What we can do in those moments is to predict and feel like we're the crystal ball when we don't know, we don't know what people are thinking. And it's not up to us to assume that people are thinking negatively of us. So the first thing I would say is if nobody has said anything, don't worry about them saying anything because whatever they haven't said to your face, it's none of your business. I think the other piece, um, when it comes to not looking cocky or whatever is really telling people that you don't accept their projection of you or their perception of you. So for instance, and that turns people off. So for instance, if somebody says that you don't care about that, that isn't really in your circle, someone says a troll or whatever, I don't accept that. I reject that about myself. Yeah, You need to be so rooted in who you are and what your intentions are that you piss them off with your confidence and your response, even if you don't feel confident
0: what you're saying about and maybe we, we shouldn't use the word narcissist but yes it is very beneficial for you to be confident because no one's going to believe in you more than you believe in yourself yeah yeah you know if you don't see that potential in yourself no one else is going to see it in you yeah you yes. know you yes. have to have that like qu- yeah
1: i don't know what the, a better it's word is it's nar- not a narcissist but you have to have that to be able to be like no
2: i can go for this and i can do it
1: yeah I can
2: actually pull it off. I was just going to say, it's it's you being your own cheerleader, even when no one else is cheering you yeah, on. Your own hype woman. Your own hype woman. I think that that's one of the hardest things about making really difficult decisions that a lot of people around you don't understand, is that you need to be that person that's just so confident or that is willing to bet on yourself. That's wi- You may not feel confident while you're doing it, but believing in your work. So you may not feel confident, but what can you get behind? What can you get excited about that will allow for you to show up powerfully? Because here's the thing. Sometimes we're not going to be confident when we show up and when we do the thing. But we got to think of our bigger mission. And the confidence comes with continued action.
0: Yeah. yeah. And when you show up as your true self when you bet on yourself, that's going to trigger people because yeah. they don't have the confidence to bet on themselves and yeah. they're stuck in a job that they hate they and hate. they're yes. not going towards they're their dreams. They're projected onto you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is as an entrepreneur you're going to deal with and I you said earlier, you know, you kind of lost some friendships yes. because you were like, oh, "Hey, you great. know, I'm betting on myself right now and I'm sure there were a lot of people around you who were Jealous. Yeah. You know, oh, people yeah. get very threatened by success. They do. And, you know, I also have
2: really, because I talk a lot about jealousy too in my work and really normalizing that emotion because I believe that we were meant to feel the full spectrum of emotions. It's just about the way we handle it. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I notice I feel jealous or envious, because that happens, I see somebody who is where I want to be and I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling some type of way. (laughs) I start to really look at myself. Like, what is this teaching me? What's the part of me that needs to be loved? That is being showcased through my feelings of being threatened in some way. And is this actually true? And what can I learn from this? What can I learn from them? So I think it's really good for us to sit with our feelings because a lot of us are afraid to feel jealousy. What about y'all? Where do y'all stand on that topic? I feel like for me,
1: if I ever, I'm,
2: I luckily, I guess I don't, I'm not a super
1: jealous person, but sometimes I'll have those moments of like, God damn it. Like, how did they pull that off? How, you know, what, what am I going to do? But I kind of see it as like a roadmap of like, okay, yeah. if I'm jealous of them, that means that I want that, which, so this then how what, do I work towards that? Yes. Obviously it's something I want and it's not going to go away. Right. So we, yep.
2: let's start working towards that goal. I love that. I love that. So you acknowledge it, and then you move on to what is going to get you towards the goal that you discovered that you wanted. What about you, Corinne? I'm so curious.
0: Yeah, so I'm an actor. So when I first started five, six years ago, when I first started, I was like, wait, I wanted that role. I wanted that. I wanted that. And I felt it, and I felt it. It was eating me up. It was not serving my craft. It was taking away from my ability to audition well and perform well because I was so – worried about the outcome Mm. and so I just made a decision that at that time that type of jealousy didn't serve me yeah. but I could admire people and I could have I love pe- it. you know you, I could have people that I looked up to whose career I was like wow that's exactly what I want to do and I took that and it's the same thing made the roadmap yeah, and it was like okay if this is what they're doing what do I want to do and how do I get there you know that's
2: beautiful yeah I have a lot of friends that are actors and actresses and they I've always talked to them about like how do you <laughs> move through like not getting the role mm. that you were hoping for and that you prepared and you went to audition for, because I can imagine it's like dog eat dog in that world where you just, you just got to do your best and you show up and you do the work and, you know, and, and
0: and shifting and being happy for people you know, being happy for people's success and not saying that. that. I was also realizing that there is opportunity for everyone. Everybody not, You know, everyone, there's so much, especially right now, there's so much TV going on. I mean, there's always the right thing for you will come to you. Yeah. Yes, I love that. But I really I want to talk about your courses because you brought up at the top that you're you're making a new one, yeah, right? Yeah. Tell tell our listeners what they
2: can do with you. Yeah. 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 So so I'm a mindset and emotional intelligence coach, which means that I help business owners identify and crush the negative thought patterns that are preventing them from being able to show up powerfully in their business. So I help them do that using evidence based coaching skills. So I have a lot of coaching skills and also through um, my one on um, one one on one coaching, group coaching, the whole shebang. And so I work with all entrepreneurs who are, you know, scaling to six, seven figures, and they are just having these doubts about themselves and the way that they feel about themselves and their expertise and wondering whether their voice matters, even though they, they feel like they're just like any everyone else, but that's not the truth. And so these are the individuals that really want to do more leadership work. Maybe it's with their teams and really being able to hear negative feedback or feedback about their leadership that maybe they wouldn't have been open to before, but emotional intelligence, that work that I do with them, it allows for them to feel comfortable to receive kind of difficult feedback about, um, mm. you know, human behavior and about the way that they lead people. So I work with people in a couple of capacities, leaders yeah. and their teams and helping them develop emotional intelligence skills, which means the ability to understand, perceive and manage your own emotions and mm. be able to understand, perceive and manage other other people's because it's a it's a dance. You have to know how to read people, read the room. You have to know how to respond effectively in a way that truly honors the whole person. So there are a multitude of ways you can work with me. I have a program, I'm launching it for the fifth time. I've had over 120 students inside of it. It's called Destroy the Mindset Drama. And it's a continuing education program teaching business owners evidence-based coaching skills. So if you are a business owner that coaches in any capacity, that coaches clients in any capacity, you could really benefit. I talk about the line between coaching, therapy, how to know when a client is having mental health struggles, how to identify when they're a good fit to be able to work with you and really be able to benefit from um, your work in the world. So if you guys go to the show notes, you can get on my email list, go to my website under the work with me tab. And there are so many ways I have the application to work with me there. There's so many different ways. So you can connect with me if you want to work with me on that. And I'm most active on Instagram.
1: Amazing. Yes. You you do great stories. I'm so entertained by the stories.
2: I am. You know, (laughs) it's really interesting being a business owner now is so different in the online world than it was in 2017 because people want to be entertained. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We're seeing that with TikTok, with Reels. (laughs) And I just made a post yesterday and I was just like, Static posts on Instagram are apparently not getting the reach that oh, they used don't to. Even get me and started. I need to be upside down twerking to get y'all <laughs> to pay attention.
0: Jesus,
2: <laughs> honestly, honestly, oh my gosh, honestly. we all love to be entertained. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're very entertaining so Topsy, entertaining.
2: I will say.
1: But I wanted to ask one more question because I know we've got to go. Of course. but So you help everybody else with their limiting beliefs. Yes. Do you have any that you would share that
2: you're working on right now? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, this is good. This is a good one. So I think being able to work with more leaders in their teams, like I have. I've done it. But it's always very interesting because people don't like to hear feedback at all, for the most part, unless it's positive from their team members. And I know in corporate, that's why a lot of people leave corporate jobs is because no one fucking cares about your feedback. And that's how you lose people. So I would say my limiting belief is, is it possible to work with some of the big names that I really want to? So I would say that's one, like, who am I? Mm, oh, This yeah, is hilarious yeah. to think about. The other one I would say is... You know what? I think that's the main one. That's the main yeah. one that's really big. Who am going I to, to do that? Who am I to
0: do that? But right I think so many people struggle with that. Yeah. In you know, context of whatever they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you're gonna do it. Why not you? Why? You're the one. Why not you? That's the combating thought. Combating why the not thought. You? If somebody else can do it, if somebody else yeah. can do it,
1: why can't I?
2: I've been in therapy. Can you tell? I can tell. And I fucking love it. We I love, love therapy. It. Why not you? We love, we stand therapy over here. We stand Thank therapy. you guys for having me. This has been so much fun.
0: Thank you so Thank much you for so coming much. on. It was such a joy to talk to you. Yes. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh my gosh. You too. Wow. Oh my I... gosh. What a force.
1: You know, the other thing is, so Corinne and I came in today. We we're both like kind of tired. It's end of the week. We've had like a big week. Immediately energized. Oh, my
0: God. She was like just, yeah. She was the she's IV so fun. I needed.
1: Yes. I feel like we should have asked what her astrological sign is because very fiery. Back to the fire.
0: She's a Leo. I know. I don't know if she's an Aries. She feels very Leo to she me. She feels like Leo Saggy to me. But Sag keeps moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's fine. She Aquarius, too. Yeah. I don't know. Dang. We it. should ask her. We Dang. Should have asked. I'll DM her
1: and figure it out.
0: Okay, Nat, let's circle back on the what is this? A Bollinger. Bowling Bollinger, Bollinger. Champagne. Bollinger. We've been drinking mm-hmm. this episode. What do we what do we think? Oh my gosh, well, we have to talk about her hottie. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Do you wanna talk about her hottie? Yeah. Um, okay. so our hottie this week is Jessica Chastain. A 12. Oh, oh my god. I mean, she's like chiseled she's oh so my god. beautiful. Stunning. But the reason that we picked her is that she has publicly spoken about her imposter syndrome before. She's quoted saying, I always think I'm gonna get fired. Everyone keeps telling me you get fired from at least one set in your life. And I haven't been fired yet. I've been fired on little things, but nothing big. So now every time I'm on set, I'm like, this could be the one. And I can, I could honestly feel really? her. I feel her. Because, yeah, it is scary, especially as an actor. It's like, yeah. you're just job to job. So right. you're constantly fi- You're always fired at the end of a job. And then you're like, well, I don't have a job again.
1: Well, it also just goes to
0: show that this can affect anyone. Because I'm like, didn't
1: she, was she nominated? Or did she win an Oscar or a Golden Globe for Zero Dark Thirty?
0: She probably did. Like, she's and yet she's like Ugh. Molly's
1: game. I think she was nominated for stuff, and she's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be fired." <laughs>
0: And the, the other thing I was telling you, Nat, when when we picked her is that, like, a lot of people don't know that Jessica Chastain had an incredibly difficult upbringing. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah. And she's, like, overcome so much to get to where she is. Yeah. And, like, she was, I think, homeless and had a very, like, toxic family life. And it's just, like, you never know what people have been through. No. Um, And how much you've had to overcome yeah. to get to where she is. So we love her. We oh, stand oh, her. Yes. She's relatable. She's beautiful. Stand she's Talented, she's all the things she's so a one, 12 one to jessica chastain what do we feel about this champagne we've been drinking bollinger bollinger let me take another sippy i really like it a lot it's a, it's a champagne it's okay. a good champagne i'm gonna give it a nine. Oh, okay i was gonna give it a, about an eight okay so, so eight, and eight and a half out of jessica Miss jessica chastain All right, this is the part of the episode where we play a little wrap-up game, and this week we're playing 200 questions. No, we're not answering 200 questions. We're picking a question, 1 through 200, and they get more spicy to go back to the more bar. spicy, more spicy <laughs> as uh, the, the higher they get. So, okay, so now, wait, hold on. Let me get this up. We always struggle with picking the same number. I know. Okay, so 1 through 200, Nat. Okay, well, I just looked
1: at the time thing, and it was 142. So I just am going to say 142.
0: Okay. Uh, I love.
1: You got to scroll through all those. Oh,
0: this is a great question Ooh. for you. This is an amazing question for you. Oh my you. gosh, I'm nervous. What have you created that you are most proud of? Oh, Jesus. Like a physical product, you think? It says in the description, it can be something big, something small, something physical, or something immaterial. Hmm. What have I created?
1: What have I created that I'm most
0: proud of? The first thing that comes to mind
1: is I'm proud of like the family I've created, like the people I have in my life. I'm very proud of because it's very intentional who I have in my life. And it's just like such a wonderful group of people. So I'm proud of that. But I think also I'm just I am proud of my business, which is very topical because it feels like I shouldn't
0: like no you gotta you have to be your own champion I know but it's also like you
1: know because I want to go further so I'm like I'm not even there yet so I can't really be proud of it yet you know what I mean oh my gosh yes you
0: should be I'm proud of you (sighs) thank
1: you but you know I feel like I've I literally started in a garage you did with my cat bringing me dead (laughs) animals and here I am now so that's something to be proud of Yes, you
0: created your business. I created my business. And a family. And a little family. Okay. Pick oh, I don't know if my answer is going to be that number. good. I I'll pick a there. number. Um, should I do it too? 147?
1: 147. 147. <laughs> okay. Among your friends or family, what are you famous for? Perhaps an amazing talent, unique character trait, possibly even something that isn't true.
0: Oh, I feel like I can answer this. I feel like I'm pretty famous for gifts. I feel like I give yeah. pretty good gifts. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I- I- I don't know. You're making me second it. Why? Oh, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I, I go They're out of always my... always super thoughtful. Yeah, I go out of my way to be super thoughtful. Mm-hmm. I don't really give generic gifts. I spend a lot of time and I, now I think I'm at a point where people expect that from me. They're like, oh, my mom, like, for Christmas, she's like, oh, Corinne, I can't wait to see what you're going to get me. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, like, shit. I was like, <laughs>
2: shoot,
0: mom. Well, I hope no, you don't.
1: I have never expected anything from you. And, but they are always fantastic.
0: Yeah, I feel. I feel like people Maybe that's what I'm famous for. I'm sure yeah. I'm famous for other things. I don't know what what that is. I don't really An know what the question talent, is. talent.
1: A unique character trait. I mean, it is you are very good at giving gifts. That is hard a to do.
0: character trait.
1: A unique character trait. I mean, I just see you as like so
0: ambitious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 But like aren't we all <laughs> aren't we all <laughs> yeah that's what i would say that's yeah, what i would say i love that well you guys don't forget we have a newsletter that you can Super sign up fun. for on amidoingthisrightpod.com if you don't want to miss an episode sign up we send one email a week it's fun it's cute there's gifts also if you guys have need advice mm-hmm. something's going on in your life personal professional Wherever Whatever. you can write in at am I doing this right pot at gmail.com and yes. we will give you our I always want to say unsolicited, unsolicited. but that is it's, it's, little, it's solicited advice it is, we
1: will give you our solicited advice and we will address you anonymously always so. always
0: well thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and we'll be back next week with another episode love you love y'all. You